Hey everybody, Jay Shlansky here from the Fifth Trooper Network. I just want to take a moment to thank you for checking out this show. Did you know that over at thefifthtrooper.com we have tons of other content, including blogs, other podcasts, all kinds of stuff. In addition, if you want access to exclusive content, you can join us on patreon.com slash thefifthtrooper and join at any level and you'll get access to uh, exclusive blog articles, access to our private Discord, and much more. So please, Check us out, and thank you so much for all your support. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle, I'm here with... Mike, how's it going, Mike? Hey, uh, it's it's been better. Uh, I've been better. <laughs> I'm a little sound, sick. You, yeah, you sound a little uh, congested. Yeah, yeah. So sorry to our listeners at home. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna attempt to not cough in your ears today. Uh, so excuse me if I do, but I will. I will be trying my best. <clears throat> I've been a little under the weather. So how have you been? I've been all right. You know, it's uh. The weekend was very rainy, I'll say that. And as a result, the kids were inside for most of it, which, um, you know, is rough for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. The frozen, there was a lot of frozen rain yesterday, too. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's you, just but... been kind of gross. Like, uh, if it's going to be cold and wet, like, I'd rather just snow. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, a lot of people say that. I don't think they really mean it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fair. It's definitely easier for driving if it's rain and not snow. I think but. particularly around here, like what you mean, I think, is you you want it to like snow, snow, right? Like because no, like be around with like a, I'd be fine with like an inch. But it's going to be just as nasty here if we get an inch of snow because it's going to immediately melt and immediately get all muddy and mucky and I don't know. Yeah, but it's prettier. For like all of two hours. Sure. Okay. I don't know. All right. All right. Well, you heard her here first. Snow is better than rain, guys. <laughs> I'm kind of a snow junkie. Okay. So, um, there you go. Yeah. But I will say, uh, when I went in, over the holidays and went back to Chicago to visit the, the fams and do Christmas with the grandparents and stuff, and it rained like half the time we were there. And all the driving we did, which was a lot, would have really sucked if all that was snow. So there you go. Yeah. See, my point has been proven. It was bizarre for it to be like 60 degrees and rainy on Christmas, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, okay. We uh, are going to talk. I guess our delay this week was slightly fortuitous because we got a, a nice uh, news item. I don't know if it was yesterday, but early this week. Inquisitors are coming out on March 8th, which means that they will be legal for the world championships. This is, um, there's no cutoff now. People are like, well, does that make the 11 day thing? There's no 11 day rule anymore. Uh, as long as something is released before the tournament, it's legal. So, yeah. So let's, let's hope a shipping container falls off the boat somewhere, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> 
It'd have to be a lot of shipping containers because I assume there's more than one shipping container being sent to at least the United States, which would be the official street date. There was, I think this was the poor Argentinians. There was a shipping container that actually fell off the boat and it was like, this was back when it was, uh, I think it was X-Wing. Maybe, I don't know if Legion was a thing yet, but they basically like lost an entire wave's worth of releases for like eight months. Because everything that was sent to this one country was on a single shipping container, and the shipping container fell into this Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, Whoops. bank bank error in our favor on this one, I guess. Um, Inquisitors, Inquisitors for Worlds. It's it's just it's the Christmas gift everyone wanted. <laughs> I sense a little bit of sarcasm in your voice. I, no, absolutely not, Kyle. I don't know what you're talking about. This is exactly what I wanted to see. Uh, a a game-breaking unit released on the eve of, of the World Championship. That's never, ever happened before. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not... Con- so, I guess we can just get right into our Inquisitor takes. First of all, I will say that uh, I'm obviously a notorious Force user player, historically. I've played a lot of different things but I think I've probably had my most success when using force users. Um, so now that I can get two for the price of one, I'm very excited about this. Um, I'm, I'm at least very excited to try it. Uh, <laughs> two, two for the price of one bargain. Yeah. Force users. Yeah, BOGO. Local, local, bo- local deli. I don't, buy, I don't buy one, get one. Yeah. Special right. coupon. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm not convinced... I think these could be a unit very similar, to, and I don't mean this necessarily. I don't mean this in a good way. Um, let's be clear about that. I think this could be a unit that's kind of similar to Dark Troopers, where they uh, force a lot of list building constraints on people um, without ever actually like breaking through and being like a consistently successful thing. And I, I say that because th- the thing that they do best. And it seems like what they're designed to do is to counter aggressive force users. And most of the aggressive force users have already kind of been like hedged out and are less popular. You know, we're talking about both versions of Luke, um, Dooku, Vader, Ventress, uh, Maul. Maul. Like these are force users that have not been seeing success really in the last... I think it's kind of been since the choke nerf, but it really, if you go even further back to the, the deflect nerf, um, the only force user really besides uh, Anakin and Yoda that you've seen have any sort of consistent success is Ahsoka. Yep. It's not but, a coincidence that she supports the army in a similar way. Right. In, 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 in my opinion. Um, right. She, she doesn't, she, she definitely can like get in there and mix things up, but she doesn't need to. Yeah. And, whereas, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas all those other ones on the list kind of need to because they don't offer a lot of value to their army when they're just like chilling in the back lines. Um, uh, it's it's yet to be seen if these inquisitors are going to be effective enough against the defensive force users like Yoda and Anakin. Um, certainly being able unable to like dislodge an opposing force user from your lines once they're in there is a big deal. Um, well, it's a huge deal. I, I don't know if it's a big enough deal to like overcome the fact that that 
Republic list is going to shred the rest of your empire list. <laughs> Um, because that that's my biggest issue as I've been going through and trying to build lists and like play with inquisitors is that the empire shell, uh, and by shell, I mean like all the stuff that you put around them, right. Just gets like, still gets absolutely marked by Republic, uh, specifically arcs, but kind of by everything. Um, and there's not a lot, I mean, inquisitors don't support your units directly. No. Um, so there's not a lot that they do to like change that dynamic. Now, maybe the fact that they can get in and stay there, maybe that'll be enough to like do sort of a Vader style between the two of them. Like I'm going to just win the game by myself, even if all my other stuff is dead. I don't know. Um, but I'm a little bit skeptical that they're going to be any good against like the force users currently that are actually good. And that's Anakin and Yoda. So I don't know how much it'll actually like move the needle from a meta perspective, except to make you want to play the units that you already don't want to play even less. Um, so I sort of agree. I, I think I agree with the general premise that um, I th I think I think a lot of your argument is based on how inquisitorious training is going to affect those games, right? Um, but, but I sort of am feeling like, uh, generally speaking, like a hundred point force users, hundred point force push is like just really cheap. And, um, like we're talking about like, you can, you can have a force user basically at the cost of like, what's Boba nowadays? Boba Fett's 130. One, 130. Yeah, with upgrades because you want C's, you probably won't recount until he's like minimum one thirty-seven. Yeah, so we're talking like you can take either seventh sister or fifth brother, and uh, I know on paper like they look like you kind of have to take them together. I don't think that's the case, and I don't think you even. I think you can also take either solo, um, and just like being able to like take like. Like one of the reasons Boba Boba Fett is good in these imperialists is because he like offers an affordable like hundred and thirty point out to enemy force users. <laughs> well, now you can take your own force user that still does that for less. Obviously, it it like doesn't do some of the other things Boba does, but like, would you rather have Boba or a force user, Kyle, if they cost the same? I think that's debatable. Okay, that's a, that's um, uh, that's why I, I we're think, having the conversation. Yeah, I think Boba's killing power, particularly at range, is significantly higher. Oh, absolutely. Um, but you could say that just to be clear, you could say that about Boba versus Darth Vader or Boba versus sure. Like, yeah, like yeah. like that's not that. I'm not sure that like that's a fair buck stops here sort of argument. Yeah, I mean, what gives me pause about. Yes, they're going to be extremely frustrating for any force user that's trying to like get in there and do anything against an imperial army. They're going to be very frustrating for any player that wants to like remove them from their lines. Um, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to say Jin because that's like an extreme example. Uh, <laughs> were you gonna? Were you just about to compare these to Jin? No. Uh, so 
I'm not going to compare them to Jin because they're offenses because you significantly would be very better. Wrong. You would be yeah. extremely wrong. And she's also like comparatively costed, which is a little bit silly. Um, I think a better comparison probably is like Sabine, like old school Dark Saber Sabine. Um, obviously Sabine does not have force push, and with Dark Saber, she was she's still significantly more expensive. What like 140 points? I'm taking a look right now. I will tell you, Sabine Red. Is 125 before you give her the dark saber. She's 140 with the dark saber. Okay, that's with what I thought. No other upgrades. So clearly, far more expensive. But and I'd I'd like to point out that her dark saber has the same profile as these lightsabers. That's what I'm. That's kind of my point. Oh, okay. is in melee they are Sabine with the dark saber, which actually they're better. They've got impact two instead of one. Okay, not usually relevant, but um. Hey, if you're fighting dark troopers, it is. Yes, if you're fighting dark troopers, it is. But she also has surge crit. They do not. That's and they do not have surge crit. So that's probably a wash oh, yeah. with the impact. Wash. Um, now, obviously, fifth brother has ram, which is significant. Uh, he has probably more likelihood of activating tenacity, which is also significant. But like generally speaking, you know, Sabine with a dark saber or like Din, who frankly has a pretty similar melee attack pool um that's not something historically that you're like super scared of them actually like being engaged with and killing your units you know you can eat eat a significant portion of that pool with dodges like they're they're probably going to kill like two to three models a turn which is not nothing especially if you can't really hurt them uh because of their mastery of melee control basically um (laughs) so that's not nothing you know, clearly Sabine doesn't have the same kind of melee control that these two offer with both the double force push and the denial of said force push. So that could be like, I'm not discounting that that in itself could be a big deal, but they're not going to actually kill a lot with their lightsabers and you might just be able to punch them to death. Yeah, I think that that's fair. They're definitely, their lightsabers, these are these are not units that are made to to kill other units. Um, no, they're not. Fla- flavor foul, I guess. Um, but but I think they are extremely good at controlling the board. Um, yeah. And I, and I think I don't know. Uh, I I agree that they don't seem super great into the Republic medalists, which definitely seem to kind of be like at least <clears throat> like here, kind of kind of the top of the heap at the moment. But I do think they're they're pretty good against most other things that aren't like Wookiees and Ewoks. Yeah. Like Rebels are not gonna be happy to see an Inquisitor on the other side of the team. Oh no. And uh, look, I've been painting I've been painting up the Han Cassian list that I played at PAX because I was pretty excited about it. And I actually I think it's obviously I lost our game. Um, but I, I think it has better play into Yoda than most other lists do. Yeah, and that was kind of like my plan A for Worlds. Um, I'm gonna see how the Inquisitors do, uh, but I would definitely not want to run into them with that Cassian list because you have like other than trying to like slap them with K two or Chewie, like there's very little you can do about it when they get in there. And that five dice, five black dice pool is actually going to have a lot of play into like 
relatively dodgeless white saves. It's still going to um, eat eat your units in two swings, right? Right, because yeah. that list relies a lot on like low profile and Chewy Guardian and stuff like that to keep your expensive but fragile units alive. And if they get into like a commando unit and take a swing, I mean, they're they're going to kill like four commandos, and yeah. that's just not something that you can deal with. Um, so they do have yes, they will be good against non-republic gun lines. I mean, I think like, uh, you know, I'm thinking about like. If we go back to like, uh, <clears throat> not to give you flashbacks, but like Lila's Black Sun list, yeah. where, you know, Double Inquisitor probably wrecks that. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it depends on, it depends on a lot of things. Um, you know, like if the Black Sun can get any shots in on the Inquisitors. No doubt. Clearly the Inquisitor players made a mistake. In that situation. <laughs> right. That's that's sort um, of, you know, like you should be up on activations. You yeah. should be able to kind of figure out when you can get your Inquisitors in there. And like if the Black Sun are closing, you're gonna be able to get them in melee, right? Because you know, that's kind of what they're doing. So and then and then like Maul can't even follow up and like handle the situation once once you're in there. Really not with any you know not guaranteed efficacy, yeah. right? Like so I don't know. Uh yeah, I think I think they're pretty good into basically everything other than the Republic gun lines. And and I still think that frankly, I, I, I think they're probably still pretty good against Anakin. Um you know, Anakin. Uh, I don't know. He he just relies too much. Anakin, you generally uses like at least my my play with Anakin. Like I only use force push maybe once once a game. Um, and it's generally pretty decisive. And if there's an Inquisitor on the table, like, uh, I don't know. That that list goes from having like two tricks to none very quickly. Yeah, I mean that's that's Anakin pushing stuff into the open is like your that's your close range slash melee unit counter in that yeah. list. Um, and Yoda obviously has a lot more tools to deal with that, as do arcs. Um, so yeah, it could be decent into Anakin. Um, it also depends. I mean. You've got like 550 points to work with after you pay for the Inquisitors. So it, it really depends a lot on what you do with those points. Um, there's I think we're gonna see a lot of different types of Inquisitor yeah. lists just because of how easy it is to just slot them into like anything. Yeah, and I think maybe following up on your previous point about them like maybe not being as good as we expect them to be. I think that has way more to do with I'm just going to say it out loud empire sucking than than anything else like I think if empire had anything good going for it right now I think they they it'd be feeling like a real hot drop and we wouldn't know what to do about it type situation um but I don't know. Like you, you take your two inquisitors, and then you like look at what you can take, and you're like, I don't know about you, but I'm like, I don't want to take any of this. <laughs> like it no, just, <laughs> I, I'm the same. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I've been struggling with that. I know a lot of people 
because you go back like four months maybe really before the whole Yoda resurgence thing and Empire was great Empire was doing great they looked great everything about them was great but um, we said this before the PAX episode as sort of a a predictive way that when like Republic is good Empire is bad uh, and more specifically when arcs are good Empire is bad and that definitely played out at PAX um, and I think that's going to continue to play out at least until these guys are released maybe the fact that they're you know, I think, I think two things can be true. I think a that they can be like ridiculously undercosted, which I think they are for what they do, um, especially given their unit design. Um, I think that can be true, and also like they cannot move the needle as much as they should, given that truth, based on how much the rest of the Empire roster just kind of folds to the meta boogeyman. Um, but you know, they could be they could be like dark troopers where they just steamrolls a lot of things, the things that don't check the right boxes, and they ultimately like don't actually win that many tournaments. Because you know, we refer to uh you know, gatekeepers one term. Um, but basically like something that you kind of have to check a box to deal with. Uh, but it's something that like if it just runs into the wrong thing, it'll still just have a really hard time. Uh and therefore it's you know, it's not necessarily like an all rounder list. Um, and I think that could be true of Inquisitors, but yeah, no, they're, def I, they're definitely going to make a splash. I mean, playing against two Force users when when someone knows what they're doing with them is, you know, generally always pretty tough. I think um, if it's in any way close to like a fair like list matchup, we just have never really seen good competitive lists be able to run two force users and like and also have a backbone at all right um but the things that you can do with two force pushes as opposed to one is it's a lot <laughs> i mean you can take three because you can fit vader in there and still get to like eight if not nine activations you can also do that you can also take palpatine if you yes. want to, uh, it, I think I think you might be able to take all four. You can take all four. I made a list like this, uh, maybe like a week or two ago. You can take all four, and I think you can still get to eight. Um, it's it's definitely. I'm gonna do this just because it's. We, I think I'd probably um, take an operative Vader in that version. Yes, you take operative Vader in that situation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, oh man, you you can even pay for some medics. If you just take Force Push on Palpatine and Vader, which obviously is less than ideal, but yeah, I think you at least want burst on Palp. Yeah, um, yeah. and probably anger. Congratulations! Um, you now have five, eight, fourteen command cards to choose from. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you cannot get to eight, but you can get to seven, yeah. and still have room for medics. Yeah. Um, and and have, somebody's gonna do it, and somebody's gonna win some games with it. To be yeah, you can actually fit. Frank. You can actually fit two medics in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit silly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, I don't know if that's good, but it's the thing. It's the thing you can do. I mean, the answer is it's 
I was thinking about this the other day. I watched a I watched a video uh on on StarCraft because I love StarCraft. And they were talking about how like um and there hasn't been like a good like Protoss player that's like won any championships in a really long time. And uh, <laughs> effectively the argument boiled down to like you know, offense wins games, defense wins championships. And I feel like that's kind of where Legion is right now. Like, this is a list that's like, it's it's purely, you've got a thing, you've figured it out, like, you know exactly what it does, but you have to know and train yourself in, like, into every specific matchup. If you run into a matchup that you haven't played before with a list like that, you're kind of going to not know what you're doing, right? Um well, and it's it's a very aggro, like we want to get to the other opponent's deployment zone as quickly as possible kind of list. And if you're running against something like Wookiees, you know, they're going to be like, oh, great. Hey, what's up? Hey. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and I think like even, you know, I was talking earlier that like Inquisitors are probably good into Black Sun. I don't think this list is very good into Black Sun. Like this list, you're going to get to like... And you're like you, you got to step into range two eventually, and then then you're just gonna get shot by everything. I mean, if you get a good and now you will die. Um, I guess I guess that's kind of it, right? Like you could easily kill like four blocks on you that's really good, and now you die. Yeah, which would basically be the game. So, but that's that's um, Palpatine being good, not, not sure. Not to do yeah. with the right? right? <laughs> um, you know, and I think, yeah. Um, I sort of am feeling like defense is the name of the game these days, and uh, particularly if you're looking to win nine games in a row, you gotta be you gotta feel pretty confident that you're not gonna get spiked out of the tournament, right? Yep. Um, let's talk about briefly about commander pairings because I think the command card suite here is interesting in that it has some like very obviously good slots and some other holes and they match up pretty well with a handful of like already good empire characters so basically if you look at their command hand we're not going to go card by card here which if you want to hear us do that you can go back to like when they were first previewed where we did that um but the short version is uh the sister the one pip that they have which is sister's one pip that like adds an extra dice and gives her a ton of dodge tokens is amazing. Um, so they have one great one pick that you pretty much always want to be taking. And this is, by the way, if you're taking both of them. Obviously, if you're only taking one of them, this conversation changes pretty drastically. But yes. um, both two pips are good. You know, you've got the one where they can... It's like it's not quite as good as teamwork, assuming they fix the infinite looping thing, uh, which I assume they'll do because that would be a bit silly. Um but it definitely is like extremely useful, particularly for getting dodge tokens on second sister. Um, sorry, not second sister. It'd be way more seven, awesome if it was second sister. sister. It's agreed, seventh sister. Agreed, yeah. Um, and uh, and then they have the one that gives them recovers, which is also great. Um, both of the three pips are kind of like fine. Uh, um. The fact that, I mean, you noted, we were talking about this before the cast, basically the fact that they give orders to other units and their operative three pips is unusual. That's great. So that's great. Um, the text effects are, the Dauntless one is actually, I think, a lot better than the 
um, seven sister one because Empire Core, unless you're taking Krennic, tend to have a problem with losing actions to suppression. So, and it's like range one to five for some reason. Uh, and it, so, it also is like for things that are not core units, right? Like, sure. Yep. You know, I mean, you can you can give operative Vader Dauntless if you need to. Right. Which unlikely to be necessary but like when it is necessary it's going to be like extremely necessary right. it's good it's going to make or break the game right <laughs> right yeah. like uh so yeah i've had some rally rolls where i've had three suppression on operative vader and it's basically it's like if i clear a suppression i win the game if i don't clear a suppression i lose the game yep <laughs> so yeah um anyway but the point is like one pip a single one pip great both two pips pretty good the three pips, fine if that's what if you're just running them, but like you know, not critical. You could probably drop one in both of them. So the first thing I thought of when I saw this was actually Veers. It's the first character I've played with them, probably for the same reason that you're about to outline. Yeah, I mean, obviously his two pip is garbage. Um, so you're not there's no slot competition there. He's only got the one one pip, which is maximum firepower, which is still great, um, or at least serviceable. Bombardments are still extremely useful. Um, and then Imperial Discipline, which is another recover card. So they've got two cards now in your command hand that can refresh force push, which is relevant because they don't have Master of the Force. So which which you know, I've I've probably played the Inquisitors like six or seven times at this point. Like the fact that they don't have Master of the Force is important. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like you you do have to recover with them, whether it's coming from command cards or just taking the action. Um, you will be recovering with them often. Uh, so, getting getting free ones, I think, is a big deal. Veers, I think, is a natural fit. Frankly, uh, if yeah. you're if you're trying to do anything normal, uh, I also think um, the fact that uh, <clears throat> he's got spotter triggers on giving. An aim token to fifth brother gives seventh sister a dodge token. Yep. Um, that's a nice synergy based thing there. Like obviously, like an Imperial officer would be good enough for that too, but you know, uh it's nice to kind of have spotter hands out like three tokens instead of two, and one's a dodge. So assuming you give him by by an axe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he's only 20 more points than an officer, and he, he you get the command cards. You get durability, which is relevant if he's going to be like chasing after Fifth Brother. Um, he actually has like a reasonable gun, which people forget about. Like it's 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 a three it's a three dice gun at range three with crit surge and pierce, <laughs> which is decent. Yeah, well, it's um, not bad at all. And he's got precise, which means if you give him an aim, you can reroll all three of those. I mean, it's basically like a mortar pool, but with pierce. Which means like he's picking up a model most of the time, uh, which is which is like way better than the generic officer. Just don't so, let their full arc see him. Yeah, I mean he'll still <laughs> die to like any serious unit, right? But yeah. um, five health with a red save is definitely like significantly better than four health with a white save. Totally, so, totally. Um, Aiden is another one. Ooh, you brought Iden up before Krennic, huh? Okay, all right. Yeah, Krennic's also interesting, uh, but at least as far as like their command hand specifically, Iden's two pip is 
fine if you're like doing the short range version of Iden, which I've done periodically. Uh, but it's definitely like her worst card. Paul Skin is amazing. Tactical Strike obviously is amazing. And those slot in nicely where you, you know, you've got the free one pip slot and then you drop probably um, seven sisters three pip. And and when you say her two pip is terrible, you're talking about concussive blast because I know you're not doing incapacitate like that. Oh no, incapacitate is great if you're taking okay. DO. Okay. Right. Um, I think most of the time you don't take DO anymore. That's I I agree. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. In the t the effect on in incapacitate is amazing. Um, just just so that we're on the level. Yeah. Yeah. So that seems like a good fit. Iden, of course, also brings not quite as not nearly as capably as Cassian, but she brings the long range Pierce high velocity marksman combo, which is obviously useful into Republic reasons that should be obvious um, and then you can also take the extremely affordable inferno squad so yeah, i put mine together yesterday yeah it was like i'm sick i'm doing it we're putting together models inferno squad is <laughs> i'm surprised you didn't have them together <laughs> i well, so inferno came out sort of like i think relatively around when gar started getting that's fair yeah you know yeah. like uh, and I, that was kind of when I made my swap, you know. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I would I would have been playing Inferno a long time ago. But yeah, I put them together the other day. I've I've used Inferno to great success, so they were very much assembled. Um. Yeah. So Iden seems like a natural fit. Um. Boba. Yeah. I think the the one pip slot is the most awkward but like do you really need a whip cord in a situation where you have two force pushes and two canceling <laughs> force pushes um i don't think so probably uh and then the three pip you just take both of Boba's three pips and then the two pip you take both of the inquisitors two pips so yeah you can throw those lightsabers for four black dice instead of three <laughs> <laughs> yeah rule with respect not super useful on them it's not like he helps them directly Really I wasn't even. I really wasn't even kidding. Okay. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know that you're going to be like at range one of Boba Fett when you're making saber throw attacks, but I know. <laughs> yeah, it, four black dice on a saber throw is decent. Yeah. No. Totally. Is. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, it's more just that his his cards fit in nicely with them, and Boba's a good unit. So. Um. Yeah. You mentioned Krennic. Why do you say Krennic? I mean, I agree um, with you, but I'd be interested to hear your reasoning. So he competes a little bit in the two-pip slot. Um, yeah. For, because their two-pips are good. But I do think this is a situation where getting seven sister, my experience has been you generally want to get the Inquisitor stuck in pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and to play the garrison is just pretty busted. Um if you throw standbys on both of them and then they can't force push this, they probably can't force push the standbys off and they can't shoot them off because they're also in melee. So they're just kind of there and your opponent really can't do anything about it. You've got standbys ready to go. I also like <clears throat> um, think that Annihilation Looms actually combos pretty well with I Care Not for Your Struggles um, and that you can lay down a bunch of suppression on everything. Uh, on like turn five and make their stuff kind of worry about it and then on turn six you can just play i care not and be like well the things that I need to go are gonna go um in addition to the fact that voracious ambition 
um when you pair it with seven sisters interrogate not not like the actual card with interrogate interrogate the ability yeah yeah, yeah. um like j just the having interrogate turned on or access to voracious ambition is it's gonna let you like pretty much always have priority when you want it um between the those two effects i think um interrogate has been so when when she originally got spoiled i thought interrogate probably wasn't going to be very good um just because it you know um i, I would say that traditional force users have a challenging time getting close to their targets early yep um so it felt to me like it probably wasn't going to be on as fast as you'd want it to be um my experience so far in the games i've played with her has been that interrogates almost always on um <laughs> there's nothing they can do about it because they can't force push you away um so I think between interrogate being on for like the command cards that aren't voracious ambition, and then when you actually need to go first and interrogate isn't on, you just play a cunning one pip. Um, I I just think it's super powerful. You you're always going first, going first with, going first with force users, isn't always the greatest thing to be doing, but when you can go first with a force user and then back that force user up with the later force user gets a lot better um yeah because the reason it, typically you don't go first with a force user is because if you do that the unit you're engaged with just withdraws and then they get shot but if they do that in this situation the unit that withdraws just gets force pushed right back into force pushed straight back in and yeah. not only that but the unit that force pushed them straight back in is now going to be in melee with that unit probably too yeah so it's just and then they're both safe for the rest and they're of the both game. safe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so because they can't be force pushed out <clears throat> right slick real slick good job guys um they're going to be impossible to remove once they're in your lines what? except except by slapping them yeah you're gonna have to kill these guys in melee yeah. and i think that actually maybe is a really good point i think that that you need you need a unit i think in your army that probably is going to throw at least eight dice in melee at these guys um, to feel good about what's going on here. Um, whether that's a squad of Wookiees or a squad of Mandos or full arc squad or Magnus, like force users are not the answer to these guys. You need, you need something that's going to be able to melee them out of the game with sheer dice and probably as charge. Yeah, I mean, if you got like a lot of core units with black dice punching, um, you could get lucky. You'll nickel and dime them, but it is, it is important to note that <clears throat> these guys do have block. They do have block, which means their dodges will give them surges in melee. You know, um, I will say that uh, it it is a little bit of a challenge to make sure that these guys have dodge tokens when you want them to. That's not the easiest thing in the world. It's easier to get them on seventh sister than fifth brother, for sure. Oh yeah, uh, both because of that two pip and then also her one pip card. Her one pip and just just because like getting a dodge on seventh sister is is easy is like 
aiming on fifth brother. I've also like took an offensive. I I take offensive push on fifth brother, no fifth brother, because specifically in the Veers list because uh you can recover it with the recover cards. Yep. Um, so you're like offensive pushing like three times for kind of for the six points basically in that list which is handing her dodge tokens three times it's and like he also can use the aim tokens like their dice pools like aren't always gonna be you know all hits so uh i've had i've had some success with that um i don't know if it's like an always staple or not but uh it's one of the better six points i think i've spent on them yeah I think offensive push generally is like, I mean, there's a reason you that it completely disappeared after it went up to six points. I think most of the time it's not cost effective, but this is a situation since you're getting at least three uses out of it and it gives an extra token, an extra extremely relevant token to Seven Sister in the process. I think that could potentially be worth it. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's just, it's got a lot of synergy there. Um, it is kind of com- competing in a slot that sort of also wants tenacity on him um just because he generally is going to be wounded but i think offensive offensive push is also like an aim token on fifth brother is going to be roughly equal to tenacity most of the time anyways um so consider that too but now could you possibly get away with Depending on how they rule, if Inquisitorious training stacks, in other words, like if you get two bites at the apple to roll those dice, um, if they say that the answer is no, like you only get one shot if both of them are in range, do you think you could roll with just one copy of it? No, I yeah. I, I don't think it's close. Okay. Um, that's just, This is probably more of a personal opinion thing. I think that training upgrade is the... Yeah. I, I get that it's the good. Hot takes down, like, sure. Uh, yeah. I'm just um, I'm just wondering if like if you just give it to Seventh Sister and not Fifth Brother, is she going to be able to sort of quote unquote cover him, um, enough that like maybe he just doesn't need it. What I found is that um, I think it depends on your army probably, but I I think that there are often times where like like let's let's take the times that inquisitorious training is gonna feel busted is in situations like key positions intercept the transmissions um breakthrough uh situations where you are denying force push not on the inquisitor but on the things that are surrounding the inquisitor and 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 what i mean by that is like at the end of a kp game like you know if yoda gets in there and force pushes two things out like that generally decides the game i've found that one inquisitor is good but it's not like it's not perfect in that you can you can play around one zone but two you, zones is a much bigger area two two zones is almost impossible yeah. yeah uh 
it, in a in a way that I think you just can't justify giving it up for five points. I I I definitely could see a world where you try to give it up. I just think that you will probably lose more games than you'll win for doing it. I yeah, suspect. Um, it's specifically in in those situations. Payload being another probably big one. Um, so, yeah, uh, I like how you're bringing payload. Uh, probably not, but if you're, but but you could very easily be red on payload. Sure. Um, yeah. With this list for sure. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. So yeah, uh, that's kind of how I feel about it generally. I I could be I could be swayed. I think eventually maybe, uh. But right now it seems like, <clears throat> uh that's like one of the key reasons you're bringing two of them i think if you're not doing that i might only bring one to be honest yeah that's fair all right uh, um what else like kind of jumps out at you is things that you'd want to do with them um you know i i think i i've definitely tried a few dedicated melee skis with these guys it's like fun. It's gimmicky. I don't like. I would say it would feel less gimmicky if like Wookies, Ewoks were a thing right now. Yeah. Um, but I don't like. <clears throat> Realistically, Empire doesn't have melee units that are good enough to like contest those fights. So, uh, kind of, kind of, a little bit of a dream. I, I think, and and I guess that kind of kicks back to like the shell conversation is like, what are we putting around these guys to make, right. to utilize them? And <clears throat> I mean, to be honest, I just, I haven't found anything I'm happy with. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, you could easily do like Iden Inferno, a couple snipers and some shores and get to like 10 activations. Um, and that's probably where I'll start. Cause that seems like the most like quote unquote well-rounded way to do it but yeah I, i'm nervous about the shores against republic i mean you know it's only it's two shore units and two mortars and that's that's basically like your gun line um and it's not that's not a lot of things <laughs> it's not it, it's enough that like once one or two of those units disappear like you don't really have a gun line anymore right. it's it's you you have you have a couple of units that are shooting their range for that you have some might, yeah, yeah, might kill a model or two or whatever, right? right. And and so, like, what do you really? And and the issue is that Republic's going to kill them fast too, right? It's not like <clears throat> you're going to have those units like live until turn five, and then you know it's like Republic's going to either eat them at range five with sniper shots because you're trying to be cagey, or they're going to eat them wholesale at range three because you're trying to have fight. And in either case, like their whole purpose is to like buy time for Seven Sister and Fifth Brother to get in there, kind of. But like once they're in there, like what what are they actually doing? Especially if the rest of your army's dead. If the rest of your army's dead, right? That's yeah. what I mean. Like, so it's kind of like a chicken or the egg sort of situation. I think I think a, a list like that could work really well if you're able to get seventh sister and fifth brother into the opponent's lines before the fight starts. If you like 
<clears throat> perfect world like you get like limp viz or something right yeah um but <clears throat> that seems like a little bit like christmas land you know um and then yeah. like that's not gonna happen every game so how do you make that work i mean i don't know you could the real transports like aren't very good good to make it happen uh you know like you don't want to throw like lats behind them to like i don't know that doesn't even i don't, I don't know i'm <laughs> and this is kind of my challenge with these guys overall is like i want to be like the the bell whistle these are overpowered they're gonna be broken everything's gonna suck but i don't think they're gonna be good I think they'll be great in certain matchups. And I think they'll be not great in others. Um, Which isn't enough to make them consistently good. Yeah, yeah. They're also, frankly, I mean, all force users are hard to play. Um, and, you know, you're doubling down on that concept with these guys. And I think there's going to be a lot of people trying to shortcut it based on their efficiency and it's not going to go well um <laughs> i don't know if i can say that any more delicately but i <laughs> no continue please <laughs> yeah i look force users are hard force are hard to play it's a high skill cap unit and these guys are not any different than that uh so i think that's probably enough about that particular <laughs> like there, there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of people making inquisitors look bad let's put it that way yeah i do or at think... least mediocre yeah and, and i think the fact that their stat block is actually not very good is going to compound that it is definitely it's challenging to finish units with these units against a competent like opponent um i've had a couple situations where like you know, it sometimes fifth brother like ends up like immobilized because like you needed to do something weird and janky, and then <clears throat> also like the interaction between immobilized tokens and RAM. I don't know if we talked about that when we previewed them. Is also like really funky and kind of a little silly. Um, yeah, because it, if your speed is one and you perform a speed one move, you're that you're still fulfilling the obligations under RAM. You got it. Um, yeah. So you you can kind of you can kind of manipulate that if you need to. You also like <clears throat> for those of you that haven't run a, I think is this the first infantry model that has a, a ram? This is the first infantry model that has ram on it. And by infantry, I mean like not a creature trooper. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I think the only other unit with RAM is Tauntauns, right? Do Dubax not have it? That's no, Dubax don't have RAM. Okay, I feel like there's a command card somewhere that gives somebody RAM, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Anyways, um, because it's an infantry unit, you can just like put the movement tool at a ninety degree angle and have them go in like a really weird direction, and and like RAM something that's like two inches from him or i don't mm. know what the actual distance is yeah. but like it you doesn't have to be a straight move it doesn't have, and oftentimes won't be because ram's really good yep um 
What was the original question? I'm sorry. I'm sick and forgetful. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Play back the tape. Play back the tape. Um, We don't have that uh, privilege, unfortunately. I honestly don't remember. I'm going to be honest. I am... this morning when I went to take my medication, I like, I definitely walked into the bathroom, like got, I, with the intention of like getting my medication out, it was just like painkillers. Right. Yep. And, uh, by the time, like five minutes later, I couldn't remember if I took it or not. (laughs) Yeah. I've been there. And, uh, that happens to me when I'm not sick. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean like, but it was like, yeah, it felt really weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it happens. I'll put like, this happens particularly when I'm getting kids out of the house. But like, I'll remember, I will successfully get all the kids things and the children out of the house and remember none of my own things. To the point where like, I'll put my, I'll hang my lunch on the doorknob. I'll put my gym bag, like literally like blocking the door on the way out, you know, and I'll be walking out and be like, what's, what's this crap in front of the door? And I'll like kick it out of the way and leave. And then I'll get to work and I'll be like, where's my gym bag? <laughs> um, oh, it's in front of the door that I had to move out of the way so that I could leave. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It it happens, man. It's, okay. you know, it's they just, say they say that basically once you hit 30, it's like all downhill, mentally well, I've, speaking. I've, I've got, I've been here for four years already. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyways, I, I've been forgetting things all day. So um yeah, what else do you want to talk about in reference to Inquisitors? I don't know. I feel like we've talked about a lot. I don't want to like over talk about Inquisitors because A, we did an entire episode about them when they were released. Um and if you like I said, we talked about the command cards. If you want to hear our opinions on Inquisitorious training, you can also go see that episode. Um yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm excited to try them. Uh, it's unclear to me that the empire shell you're putting around them is going to be good enough for me to actually want to take them to an eight round tournament. Uh, but we'll see. You know, they're force users. Force users are my thing. Um, I don't know. I'm so, going to so- give them a shot. Here's a question. Yep. How do you feel about them in the mirror? Like against other inquisitors? Yeah. That sounds horrible. It sounds uh, I'm, it sounds I'm, like one of the most unpleasant mirror experiences in existence. <laughs> Nobody gets to fuck the bush. Well, I mean, it's basically gonna come down to like who who rolls the first blank on the training. Yeah. Right? I think that's most of the, like assuming two players of equal skill, it's gonna be like who's rolling less paint and probably who rolls the first non-paint and that's going to be like the difference maker in the game because whatever whatever's getting force push is going to immediately die probably most likely yeah um so i yeah i'm not looking forward to that i'll just say that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'm most there are most mirrors of like highly competitive lists i don't want to say because i've i had some actually very fun blizzard force mirrors because blizzard force for all, all you know all the rightful um 
hate that it got is actually like a very dynamic and fun list. Uh, so I will say that those mirrors were actually pretty fun. But generally speaking, mirrors tend to be not fun. Um, and I, I feel like in this situation, it's, it's exacerbated because the defining aspect of the unit is preventing your opponent from doing something. Yeah. Um, and when you've got that on both sides, it's just a recipe for boredom and frustration, frankly. That's so. fair. So, all right, follow-up question. Yeah. Let's envision a world where we're totally wrong and seventh sister and fifth brother make imperials like the best thing ever um does units like asajj and dooku get better because they've got like makashi and these guys are super squishy no because it's not about look I... makashi is good at damaging other force users but like and i want to be too careful about making this sound like force pushes like We've we've talked previously about force push and like is force push too good? Force push is just like a defining aspect of what force users do. You know, it's it it'd be like taking away a Wookiee fighter's ability to melee, basically. Um and force user duels tend to come down to the control of melee engagements. And yes, it's important to like whack at them with your lightsabers. And Makashi means you could do some significant damage to um, one of these Inquisitors with Makashi. But I think the fact that like Dooku and Ventress are not going to be able to control those melee engagements, you know, that's going to be significant. Now, if they're bringing like a bunch of Magna Guard and the Magna Guard just like beat down the Inquisitors anyway, then it probably doesn't matter. Sure. Um, but I, like, you know, that's, I mean, Dooku's almost. Dooku's almost 200 points. Once you give him upgrades, he's more than 200 points. Ventress is 160 plus upgrades. You know, each Magna Guard unit is 100. Like, even if you're bringing a one, that's what? Almost 400 points? More than 400 points. It's 500 points of stuff. Yeah, Magna uh, Guards aren't cheap. So, like, yeah, like Dooku and Ventress and one or more Magna Guards should kill Inquisitors. But, you know, that's like more than two-thirds of your list. So, and the Inquisitors yep. are half the cost. So it's it's not it's not quite as simple as like just having a, a brawl with those units. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just figured we'd shout it out to our listeners here. Um, sure, because right. a lot of people have been like, what about Dooku? Will yeah. he be good against them? And I think I think the short answer is like individually the Dooku unit will be probably fine against them. But it's not just about him because, you know, he costs what they cost. Basically, <laughs> you get so, two of them for his cost. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he pretty should be pretty good against an inquisitor when he's almost double what they cost. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what about force upgrades? Um, you think you're taking anything other than force push? I'm having a hard time seeing that, to be honest. Um, I think there's like a weird use case where you could try and argue that you should take barrier. That's the only other one that I've really messed around with at all. Uh, I just like it doesn't lean into what Empire is good at. <laughs> it's like putting barrier on Darth Vader. You know, it's like can you do it? Yeah. Will it be okay? Yeah. Is it like really augmenting what you're doing in a way that is useful? <sighs> it feels like a waste. Like if you really want to do that. Like you could just buy five medics. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a case for it. I think it's probably just going to be force push because you want these guys up in your opponent's grill. Um, they they are they are melee. They are themselves melee aggressive force users, and you need to be able to control your melee engagements when you do that. So, um, follow up question: Do you think that these guys should inform the upgrades that people are taking on other force users? Obviously, everybody is still going to take force push. You can't not take force push on a force user. For the most part, there are a couple. There's like one exception. Um, I, I think the answer is, um, I'm just not taking them. Sure, I'm 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 asking in a world where you are, do you feel like, um, you know, this maybe changes you from, you know, taking force barrier on Anakin to saber throw, um. Does it just stuff stuff like that? Where like, oh, inquisitors are gonna be in my lines. That means barrier might be shut down too. I'm gonna I'm gonna take something that's not tappable. Um uh, I mean know, I already but... take Saber Throw on Anakin. Okay. But sure. But I could see an argument for like tipping the scale in that direction. That, that's sort of what I'm asking. You know, yeah. like for instance, like on Yoda, like, are you maybe taking battle meditation instead of like force guidance and, and stuff like that? Like, uh, minor minor tweaks that people are already playing around with. But you know, do you feel like that that the presence of these characters alone is enough to kind of force those types of decisions? Not that we have to talk to any specific decision, but do you think that should inform people's decisions? I don't think so. I think I think if you're already running Anakin, Yoda, or Ahsoka, you should just keep taking what you're taking. Uh, I think if you're running probably any other Force user, you should probably just not do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, um, I agree. And then otherwise, I don't think it really affects your list building decisions that much. Um, th that's how I personally view it. You know, and people are, people have generally been taking those. We said this at the beginning of the episode. Um, the ones that these guys hedge out are the ones that have already been kind of significantly nerfed anyway. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I would not have personally been running them anyway. Um, but I think if you're like one of the people that's still running Luke or Dooku or whoever, I would just find something else to do personally, unless you're like really married to that character from a identity perspective. But um, yeah, that's kind of how I view it. If you're already playing Anakin, keep playing Anakin the way that you're doing it. If you're already playing Yoda, keep playing Yoda the way that you're doing it. Same with Ahsoka. So. Nothing to fear here. Yeah, I mean, I think just as far as like which force upgrades are most affected by this, clearly force push is number one on the list. Um, yeah. I think something like burst, which is a a discard and b like won't typically be in range of this. Does it? Does this even work on? It discards? doesn't hit. It doesn't hit burst. No. Oh, it literally doesn't work at all on burst. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, burst was already good. 
Um, this literally does nothing to burst. So if you're somebody that was taking bursts, keep taking burst. Um, you know, there are a lot of other exhaustible force upgrades like reflexes. Thankfully, they, they nerfed the hell out of force checks. So we really don't have to worry about that conversation these days. No, I mean, that would have been another one where this, it would have been a big deal, but like it, it sucks now. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, you know, part of part of the reason force push is like the first choice for most force slots is there's just really not that many force upgrades that are good. Um, you know, this is not going to make people take other stuff. It's just going to make the stuff that people are already taking less effective. But anyway. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree. Yeah, I know that was a long answer to your question, but I wouldn't change what you're doing. You listener, keep doing what you're doing. Unless you want to play Inquisitors and then do that. but Or don't. I'd be happy with that, too. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Any any other thoughts? I'm excited about eating hot dogs in two months, roughly. Hot dogs? I'm sorry. Does, what? Chicago-style hot dogs. I thought it was the pizza. The pizza is also good. No. I'm not sure I've had a hot dog in Chicago before. Okay, we're gonna remedy that. Okay. Uh, how I'm not is this a thing? How, how have I not heard about this before? I've been to Chicago like four times now. So. You have not heard of Chicago style hot dogs? I don't think so. I mean, I'm also pretty forgetful at the moment, so All right. <laughs> who knows? But I, I feel embarrassed that I do not know this by heart, but I will get you the let me just read the description of a Chicago style hot dog. Okay, okay. Um, because um, they're delicious, and I know this. This is not going to sound like something that is delicious. I mean, I there are but, delicious hot dogs out there. I I'm not one of those people that like looks down on the hot dog. I you can you can you can make them taste good. No, I just mean like the, it's kind of a smorgasbord. That's fine, and there's no ketchup. Ketchup is absolutely not allowed. Uh. So it, there's got to be mustard. There is not, mustard. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, Vienna beef. Okay. So it specifically has to be Vienna beef. Uh, poppy seed bun, yellow mustard, neon green relish, chopped white onion, um, tomato slices, dill pickle spear, pickled sport peppers, and celery salt. Okay. Sounds they're, good to me. They're delicious. I believe that. Um, yeah yeah you can it's hard to find them outside the chicago area you know I, like i grew up in chicago and it's like one of my favorite things to eat whenever i go back there i have to go to portillo's at least once portillo's is a they sell chicago style hot dogs they sell a lot of other things that are also very delicious uh but yeah i like I, whenever i go back to the chicago area i'm like i have to go to portillo's while i'm here that's not the um, pizza place right no, 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 no. They don't have pizza. Yeah, okay. uh, it's hot dogs. They have burgers. They have very delicious Italian beef, French fries. They actually have pretty good salads, too. But yeah, they don't have pizza. Pizza for me is either Giordano's or Chino's East. Giordano's, that's the place. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was also a place that sounded Italian. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we'll get you a Chicago style hot dog when we go. We'll go to Portillo's. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be, it'll be fun. Um, <clears throat> excuse me so 
Yeah, and maybe I'll be playing Inquisitors. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll uh, see. We'll see. I will say it is appealing to me. I still do not have my Rebels. Rebels are just so much work to paint if you want to like do it properly. And uh, yeah. my Empire stuff is like fully painted. So all I'd have to do for most of these Inquisitor lists is just paint the two Inquisitors and nothing else. <laughs> so You're going to have to do it in, what, two weeks? That's not a problem. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I mean, it's only two miniatures. I can do that. Watch for. Yeah. But they've got four lightsabers. <laughs> it's two spinning lightsabers. Each yeah. one has two blades on it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know or how they don't like cut their own limbs off of those things, by the way. Like. I mean, it seems like having a laser sword in your hand would already be significantly dangerous. And then you make it essentially like a helicopter blade that you're holding next to your body. That seems, I don't know. I don't know how they don't cut their legs or their other arms off or their heads or whatever. Uh, but that's just me. <laughs> I will say I was like a little bit surprised that they didn't like build the spinning thing into their profile more. Um... Yeah, because that's like a defining element of whenever you see them in media is the freaking spinning lightsaber and it's like, like it's just the dark saber basically yeah i mean maybe that's why they have block and obviously they've got their like <laughs> thrones spinning lightsaber profile yeah. but like i kind of expected them to have like hover or like <laughs> something you know i, I don't i don't know <laughs> but that's that's easily like the stupidest thing about the spinning lightsaber yeah but it is Possibly one of the most defining things about the spinning lightsaber. <laughs> That's fair. I'd rather they just have like a, a abnormally good saber throw or something. What if they, what if they gave us a miniature where they were just on like one of those arc flight stands and we're holding it up in the air? <laughs> <laughs> would you still buy it? <laughs> I think I would just for the memes. Okay. And I would make that, a helicopter noise whenever I moved them. That would be hilarious. whenever they jumped anyway, or if I they feel, had like hover or something. I'd be like, I feel like there was a missed opportunity here. We got like three Yodas in the Yoda box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that some enterprising hobbyists will figure out a way to put them in the helicopter pose and stick them on top of a flight stand. Yeah. Listeners, uh, if if somebody if one of you does that, send it in to us. I would love to see it. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll even put it in the YouTube video. There you go. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure somebody's up to that challenge. I know when um, Ventures came out, there was somebody that it wasn't the actual manager, but somebody did Photoshop a folding chair into Ventress Ventress's hands, and that was fantastic. So wait, wait, wait. what um, do you mean, like? Like as if she was like, like a WWE wrestler or something. Yeah, that's the okay. her, her the pose with her lightsabers where she's got them like behind. Oh yeah, you know? I never thought about it's that. It's absolutely okay. the WWF folding chair pose. Okay, and that's right. like all I could see when I first saw that miniature. So some one of our listeners made a Photoshop of Ventress, the Ventress miniature holding a photo folding oh, chair. Somebody's fantastic. Got to make a lightsaber chair. That's gotta. That's gotta happen. Yeah, that could easily be a thing. Just put like the chair part in between the lightsaber blades. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. All right. Uh. Anyway. All right. Well, we have the notorious conversation, Kyle. Yeah, I'm Mike. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>